Welcome to The Root of the Matter, brought to you by UPL. This podcast is dedicated to bringing you fresh ideas and insights about agriculture in North America. I'm your host, Ken Root. Joining me is a gentleman who was on our first podcast with UPL. He is Craig Breckis, who's the head of UPL North America. I got to meet you, Craig, for the first time at the Farm Broadcasters Trade Talk at our convention that we just had. You talked to a few people that day, didn't you? Yeah, that was a really good event. I ended up talking, I think, to over 15, 20 uh, companies. So it was a great, great afternoon. Craig, we're looking at the future you know, more than the past, but let's do a framework here and a balance of where we are now and where you think we're going through UPL from your position. You're head of North America, and your company is a multinational company. So tell us about UPL as such, and perhaps delve into your open ag approach. Um, UPL, we're an Indian-based company. We've been around for 50 years. I think we've talked about that before, but you know, today we're a leader in sustainable agriculture solutions. You know, all the way from seed to harvest. And you know, what's interesting for me about UPL is we're changing the status quo. You know, with that purpose, open ag. You know, innovating, collaborating, uh, focused at delivering uh, solutions to real challenges with growers. So. To me, that, that's what's exciting about UPL and the open egg purpose. You have some of what I would call traditional agricultural crop protection products, but I also note that you are looking at uh, biosolutions, um, natural plant protection, things of that nature. Do you see those are going to be coming into the forefront? I think you're right. Like we have kind of three pillars. You know, we've been known as a post-patent company for many, many years. And we're, you know, through our purpose of open egg, a real big uh, focus for us is differentiating and creating value at the grower level. So we call that our differentiated pillar. And then the third area that we're very focused on to your, to your question is natural plant protection. Our, our company focused on the, the biosolutions portfolio. Do I think it's a, it's a, a big area uh, for the future? Certainly. You know, what's interesting for me is I, in discussions with growers and retailers is I don't think it's an all or nothing thing. Like it's not black and white. So growers, when they look at products like biosolutions, again, it, it really stems back to the challenges that they have on their farm specifically on their farm. And it could be things like residue management. It could be resistance management. But, you know, we're looking for more tools. And the the biosolutions area is a real exciting area to deliver these new tools. And at the end of the day, I think growers are going to use an integrated approach using traditional synthetic chemistry and as well as biologicals in an integrated approach. I was just reading that uh, one of your philosophies is to create new solutions for new problems. You know, we got plenty of old problems, but in many cases we had solved them in a manner that over time turned them into a new problem, and weed resistance would be one of those. You know, the old solution was spraying with a herbicide, and then that herbicide no longer works on that weed. So now you've got to to have a new solution to a problem. Uh, maybe that's an old problem you got a new solution to. But we're never going to run out of issues in agriculture because we are combating weeds 
we are trying to live in harmony with the biological world. And I would think that many of the things your people need to do scientifically is to look forward to how to solve a problem in a different way. You know, it's a really interesting question because you're right. New, Old is new again. So you have that side of it where, you know, we've moved on to newer technologies. We did that, say, 15 years ago or 10 years ago, like glyphosate resistance uh, as a tool and um, resistance management through, through genetics. But then these tools were less used. And so now they're kind of coming back for resistance management and used in an integrated approach. So that's the first thing I think that's happened that's exciting when you look at um, some of these older technologies, it's really helping us manage newer problems, right, as, as the environment's changed. In addition to that, you're right, I, I think that when you look at open ag and our purpose, it's, it's really about partnerships and open collaboration. And in addition to that, there's a lot of new technologies that are, are being looked at across the globe, and it's really accessing those new technologies and putting all these pieces together to create a solution to a newer problem as well. So there's a lot going on. In the last two years of uh, doing um, all kinds of interviews for this Root of the Matter program, we talked to weed scientists at least three times. And on just a lark one time, I said, well, what about this weed destructor, which is a mechanical device that catches what comes out of your combine and grinds the weed seed up to where it's unviable? And all of those guys were in favor of it. In fact, they said, oh, yeah, we're working on that quite a bit. Now, this is people that are Ph.D. level, that have some of the top tools in agriculture, and yet they're going for other kinds of solutions that perhaps in the past they wouldn't have thought about or wouldn't have accepted within their discipline. And I do find it that even though that is pretty low tech, it is an answer on the short term to a part of their problem. I think that where they're getting at and what they're starting to think about is there's no silver bullet, right? There's no one thing, a problem, long term. And, you know, when you look at just sustainability, let's use the word sustainability. I mean, that word's thrown around a lot. But it really is looking at unconventional ways to solve problems. And it's going to require an integrated approach. So when you come up with a solution like that, in addition to, you know, synthetic chemistry, in addition to biologicals, in addition to things like crop rotation, I mean, all of a sudden we have a sustainable solution long term for what could be, you know, a, a resist specific weed resistance problem. In R&D for you, research and development, how do you focus to make it uh, the most productive? Uh, you know, you keep talking about open ag and, you know, innovation, and do people collaborate? I think there's a, a tendency in science to be, uh, to not share things, but how do you get them to collaborate, or is that a part of your approach? Well, I, I think at a, at a fundamental level, UPL is not in discovery research, so that 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 was the first thing that we looked at when we developed our strategy. And so, you know, when open ag, open collaboration, our purpose, sustainability, reimagine is about partnerships. And I think you're right, Ken. Like at the end of the day, this there's a there's a wonderful opportunity to work together to solve and solve problems, creating solutions out there. And our purpose really starts to your question. It starts at the grower. 
And so UPL, if you looked at where we were three years ago and where we are today in North America specifically, we've invested a lot in uh, technical resources at the field level, research and development, um, a stronger agronomic sales force. We developed our approach around specific crops. I think I've identified, you know, say eight or nine crops that we feel that we can be uh, valuable in. And so we've developed crop teams, cross-functional crop teams. And so they have done a lot of work understanding what is grower-specific challenge, say, in corn and soybeans. And so we're, we've built our strategy around that. So then we really take that information and through our purpose of open collaboration, now we're, now we're going out and we're very targeted and focused in what we're looking for. You know, it's not a shotgun approach. It's really just looking at specific challenges growers face and finding solutions. So, you know, it is certainly about prioritization. It's about understanding what specifically and where you can add value and putting your resources there and then going out and finding partnerships. When we find technology that we feel has a good fit, then we vet that very quickly. And I think that's the, that's the value of our strategy is that we can find a solution to a problem relatively quickly. I mean, traditional discovery research takes 10 years to get something to the market, and you're using kind of a, a backwards approach where you develop the AI and then say, okay, what does it do? Well, we're, we're flipping that, right? And so it's a shorter period to, to finding solutions to problems. You know, last year in our open ag center, in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, I think we've vetted 100 technologies and we're moving forward with about 20 uh, really focused on specific problems that we're targeting. Craig Breckis is my guest. He is the head of UPL North America. You said you're focusing on corn and soybeans. That uh, moves some people a little closer to the radio, I would think, to the speaker that they're listening to this on. Can we talk some specifics perhaps on some of the products that you are uh, formulating. Uh, you've got one called Preview, a herbicide for soybeans. It's going after some of the toughest weeds that they deal with. And that's a good example where we're in basic in two AIs, like um, when you think about self-ventrazone and metribucin. We sell those products in the market as a post-patent business, and they add a lot of value to growers because we're very, you know, offering a good value solution there. But the work done specific at finding a solution to water hemp, for example, which is a big problem for growers in soybeans. And so when we looked at this concept, growers were having a problem um, with formulation uh, with sulfentrazone. They use a dry product today, and it's a challenge, you know, plugging sprayers and, and you know, uh, working within the sprayer. And so we developed first a formulation of liquid of this combination of these two AIs. And so that's unique in terms of just uh, usability and just make sure that they don't have any problems when they're put into their sprayers. But what's unique about that product is it when we put the two together and created the formulation, it is not like a tank mix. It created a unique formulation that's different than when you put the two products together in the tank. And what, what the end result is, is that we're able to put a higher rate of one of the active ingredients in there to help with resistance management, to help control water hemp. But also, um, because it's a unique formulation, it offers more residual. And so it's a different, it's a different solubility. And so it offers more residual for the grower for better control 
of you know weeds like water hemp. And then in addition to that, because because it is a slower release product, it actually created crop safety in lighter soil areas. So growers who traditionally have not been able to use this higher rate that they really need to control the weeds because of crop safety now can. And so there's an example where we're taking kind of our strength in our post-patent business, creating a very unique product in the, in something that's differentiated and targeted to specific weeds and adding a lot of value, we feel, uh, to help growers uh, with specific weed problems. I want to say that some of these weeds that have become resistant are scary. Uh, I was in a field in central Kansas a while back that had not been, uh, had any herbicide used on it because the crop that was growing there, which was industrial hemp, is not such that you have any herbicides registered. And so in our attempt to go about 30 yards to get to the hemp, we walked through Palmer Amaranth, and it was almost like a six-foot-tall jungle. Incredible weed. I think that the growers realize that if they ever lose against some of these weeds, they have totally lost their crop. So the battle, Craig, has gotten even greater because of how adaptable these weeds have become. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that weed too, because that's that's the second weed that is a real a game changer for preview. You know, that's going to help in that area. If you're controlling everything else in the field, and this is the one that's starting to get a challenge, it quickly gets out of control, right? It's an example where it quickly gets out of control, and all of a sudden it becomes a huge problem for growers. Yeah. Now, in that same field, there was this, hemp, which gets eight feet tall and has a lower temperature for germination than weeds do. And so the lady who was a crop scientist was showing it to me. This is a project on her farm. And she said, we go in as early as we possibly can and we plant this seed and the hemp grows so fast that it shades out the weeds. And where they had just harvested that hemp, there were no weeds. It's not all about herbicides. It's about a combination of things, just what you were saying earlier. Let me turn to the future with you on your pipeline, as we all call it, of what you think uh, we should uh, watch for in the future on your continued effort to be able to uh, reach out to growers and offer them tools they need. Yeah, I mean, UTL is focused in a number of areas. Like, you know, we mentioned corn and soybeans. We're also in the specialty market, wheat, uh, canola up in Canada. You know, and so we're, you know, we're pretty excited. I mean, the work that we've done with our strategy over the last two years that I've been head of North America, we're going to be in the next two years, in the next 24 months, launching over 50 brands. It's in the post-patent space or in the differentiated space like preview or in the biological space. You know, we're, we're going to be launching multiple solutions uh, targeted at challenges today. So that's the first thing that we're very excited about because um, that's that's certainly a game changer for us by, um, you know, launching some real solutions that are going to help growers in all three areas. The second is, you know, we're, we're collaborating. I think we continue to collaborate with academia, with other partnerships to look at newer technology, and we're, we're we're very excited about what has to come in the next three to five years in addition to that. I think that we're starting to get known as somebody that's looking for specific solutions. And so we're getting a lot of companies 
coming to us, startups coming to us in our open ag center saying, hey, can you look at this technology? It may have a fit for you. So that's another piece that's really exciting because of our our strategy. And I think the third piece, Ken, that is a real driver for us is this natural plant protection, our biological company uh, under our, our UPL umbrella. You know, this is a big focus for us as a company. I mean, we have a pretty decent biological business in the globe and in North America, but this is an area where we feel that we can provide a lot of uh, strength and uh, a lot of uh, value to the industry because of the technologies that we have globally. And there's just a lot of startups in this space too, but they don't necessarily have market access. And so these partnerships, I, we feel, are going to pay a lot of dividends in this space. Are you following the number of companies that have a technology that's needing a use? Years ago, I saw a website that basically listed these technologies that people had developed, but they can't find a, uh, a killer app, if you will, a use for them. But they're out there. And I wonder if that is, uh, is what you're screening basically right now. Exactly. That's it. That's why we built the Open Egg Center in Raleigh to do exactly that. I mean, we have so many companies approaching us with these technologies and we're able to look at them. I mean, we have scientists there able to look at them through our greenhouses, look at through them through data, understand it. You know, the thing is, is that UPL has taken the approach to look at technologies that meet specific grower needs, right? So, we can quickly decide whether this is something we want to explore further or, hey, it doesn't fit necessarily our focus. But that's a, I think that's a huge competitive advantage for us. I just learned that you bought a company that uh, we highlighted about uh, three months ago that is a, um, I'll call it a grain-sniffing uh, technology for your grain bin that tells you if you've got a problem president of the company at the time was a very eloquent speaker, and he said, you know, farmers have always got up and sniffed their grain to see if there was something out of condition or whether there were insects in it, mold insects, all these things that, that damage your crop while it is in the bin. This technology seemed to be brilliant of being able to do this with a computerized system, so you have chosen to embrace that technology and take it forward. Yeah, I mean, there's a good example. You know, when you were talking about um, that other example where you were out of the combine destroying seeds, you know, weed seeds, this is this is similar, right? But it's post-harvest quality of food. So what do, what do growers, one other problems they have is quality, right? You want to deliver quality to the end consumer. And so this is really monitoring. It's called Telesense. And um, I'll give you an example. Uh, of, of a real life example that as we're as we're developing and launching this product where we're getting value the growers getting value so we set up this system in potatoes for example high value crop right and so one of our growers in the potato market was testing it and he has traditional probes that's testing the quality of his potatoes and obviously you got to really look for a lot of things in potatoes big storage um, bins and so they noticed, you know, through the computer that there was a spot that something was off. They went out there and looked at it, and they identified through the Telesense system that there was some uh, rotting happening and starting to happen, and they caught it extremely early. And the grower, I think, um, estimated 
that he potentially saved $300,000 just on spoilage alone wow. by having that telecent system. So there's an example of, you know, we're looking at technologies too that help ultimately growers deliver a better product to the market. We, we've talked a lot about resistance management and crop protection. But UPL, through our NPP uh, portfolio and DECO, you know, we're looking at also just quality, right, and crop production as an area of focus as well. You know, you see it today, again, back to these startups. They, they're through satellite imagery, through, you know, fixed plane or through drones. They're identifying problems, specific problems. Now they're using that technology on sprayers, right? So yeah. you can do a weed identification. You can do an identification, and you can actually target your application. I think, you know, we generally, I feel, have used less product every year, safer products. I think the industry has gone in a very positive direction over the last 20 years. But you're right, the next 20 years, it's it's pretty exciting in how crop protection is going to change. Only a few years ago, drones weren't even allowed by the FAA to fly. And they were little bitty when they did. We were at Farm Progress Show this summer, and there was a drone there that could carry a 20-gallon spray tank. And the advancement in peacetime use of drones is, to me, amazing, but not unexpected, because once we find a technology we could use, we, we always move it forward, and you guys have the capability of either encouraging it or uh, endorsing it or buying it and utilizing it. And I, I think that we've got a lot of solutions out there, but it's got to be a combined approach before we can really implement them on the hundreds of millions of acres across this country, not including around the world. You know, I think that, that exa- that's a good example where partnerships are happening. I think you see that time and all over the place where, you know, these technologies are partnering with the companies for the products, right? A drone has a sprayer tank on it. Well, you're going to partner with the companies that are putting stuff in that tank, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, that those type of partnerships are happening, and that's exciting for the industry. And we're a big part of that and how we look at it. I mean, there's an example where you could have your crop up, depending on the size of the crop, and you could have a problem in a specific area because you're assessing, you know, where you maybe need a fungicide application in one area of your field, and you could go out there with a drone and deal with it instead of spraying your whole field. It may come from a satellite. It may come from another drone that picks up the problem, translates the information back, and then you go out and solve it. Exactly. You know, I think that that's what's exciting for the future. Well, Craig Berka, it is delightful to talk to you and uh, to understand more about what is done by UPL and the work you're doing in North America. You're a player. I mean, there's no doubt about that. We may not have known uh, the name of your company as much as we did some others a few years ago, but now we do. And um, I wonder if you could uh, look at it from your perspective and close out with us on uh, what we can expect to have as far as the utilization of your products and of your technologies as we move ahead? I mean, we're going to grow. I think we're one of the, I mean, I know we're one of the fastest growing companies here in North America. We've had a very exciting couple of years. I would say it starts, UPL starts, we are truly invested in agriculture, very focused on agriculture. Our, you know, if you look at our foundation, you know, we're one of the only companies that's really invested in uh, capacity to produce product over the last 10 years. So, you know, from a sustainability standpoint, 
we are a company you can rely on. So just like with some of the challenges over the last couple of years with supply, you know, we were in a really good position to meet the needs of growers' challenges in, in both Canada and the U.S. And so that's our foundation. As we trans, trans, uh, transfer to our open ag purpose and look at ways, other ways that we can continue to add value through a solutions approach, I mean, I think this is, we're just getting started. And um, when you look at the opportunity for us, you know, through our, our, our expertise around formulation, through our now understanding of what growers are challenged with as we build a stronger and stronger team, working with retailers and growers and distribution in North America, you know, I think that we're going to get stronger and stronger and stronger in the area of providing specific solutions to specific problems. And then with our focus on growing, and that could be both about developing products, but through acquisition, I mean, we're, we're going to continue to invest in agriculture um, in a lot of different ways. And natural plant protection is a prime example of that. Today, we're, we're a relatively small company, but I, I anticipate in three to five years, we'll be a significant player in this space uh, in both Canada and the U.S. Craig, I want to thank you for uh, underwriting this root of the matter and along with your agency in being able to uh, allow us to come up with all kinds of stories of what people are doing that are innovative things and progressive in agriculture uh, and the successes that they are having. There, Many of them have been a true inspiration. And in some other cases, we got so much information from them, I had to think a long time afterwards to realize, you know, where they were coming from and what they were doing and in those cases, it was brilliant once I was able to get it all into my head. So we appreciate UPL, Craig Breckus. We appreciate you as head of UPL North America, and we thank you for talking to us today. Well, thank you, Ken. I really appreciate all the, the work done on uh, the interviews and working with, uh, working with different collaborators and really showcasing how UPL and our partners are, are uh, moving forward in, this, in the agriculture space. So. It's been an exciting year with Root of the Matter, and I, I thank you for, uh, for allowing us to be part of that. Thanks for listening to The Root of the Matter, sponsored by UPL. New episodes will be available every other Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Have a great day.